Hey, this is I Saw That Movie. I'm CB. This is Mark. Hello. I used to work in a video store and he lives in one. We're going to talk about a movie today. I don't know what movie it is, but uh, he's going to tell us. Yep. What's up, buddy? Question. You just start <laughs> off with a question? This is crazy. I love to start off with a question. Yeah, you know, it's a nice uh, lead in to what is. the happening. Opening of a conversation. Uh, yeah. You're going to ask me a question yeah. and I reply and yeah. then we continue. Yes. Question today is What are some of your least favorite movies? <laughs> and no, I'm not asking you so I can use this against you in the future. I just, you know, I'm asking you, what are some of your least favorites? That's a really just big a, that's Just a, a few. That's a big question. Okay, man. well, just, you know. I mean, first thing that pops in your head. The first thing that pops in my head is any movie that's made after a holiday. What does that mean? Like a Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about Mother's Day? That's a good one. Is there a movie that's after the trauma movie? There's the yeah. There's the. I mean that was yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> that's good. Mother's Day is pretty good. There's always an exception to the rule, right? What about all the Christmas movies that exist? I'm not a fan of the Christmas movies. What about a Christmas story? Just just move on before I kill you. <laughs> you don't want me to answer that question. No, I don't. Uh, what's the one with, with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad? Last Action Hero. No. Jingle, <laughs> Jingle All the Jingle Way. Jingle All the Way. I like that one. Oh, that one's okay. pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever see part two with Larry the Cable Man? No, fuck that guy. Man, I saw part two with Larry the Cable Man. Uh, yeah, good for you. Threw it away. <laughs> it was garbage. Uh, I like all kinds of movies, yeah, but I'm, you know. I'm not asking you what you like. I know, right? I'm asking you I'm what with, you don't like. That's a like. really big question. Though. Yeah, but there has to be a movie that jumps into your mind when somebody says, what's a movie that you really hate? Oh, man, that's a tough question, dude. That's uh, What's a movie that I really, really hate? I'm not a fan of Mary Poppins. <laughs> or A Christmas Story, actually. <laughs> hey, fuck you. <laughs> Mary Poppins, huh? <laughs> That's what you got for do me. We, do we? I mean, what are we looking for? Like, I'm looking for something, a movie that like legitimately turns you off. <laughs> like, you think about the movie and you're just like, oh, I hate that fucking movie. Okay, motherfucker. The Blind Side. <laughs> <laughs> I hate. God I hate. damn. I hate that movie. We're going all the way back to episode I one. Hate, I hate <laughs> the blind side. You, you you caught me unawares with the question. Yeah. I hate the blind side. Episode one. I hate you talked I, about how you hated the blind I side. Hate, I hate her accent. I love I love me some Sandy Bullock. I hate her accent. It's bad. <laughs> I hate the I hate the I hate what they're using to make like the idea they're using to make the film what it's I mean, yeah. Don't like it. Hate the blind side. I hate the blind side. <laughs> what's what's one movie that you hate that we're inevitably <laughs> gonna talk about? So me, I hate and this is pretty well established, I think. My least favorite kind of movie is the indie dramedy. And, <laughs> what? and when I say like indie, those movies that are kinda quirky that don't get a lot of money from the, the studios and they're considered indie movies but they cost like three million fucking dollars and they have like Will Ferrell in them. Garden State? Like <laughs> we're gonna talk about Garden State for fuck's sake how did you get it? You know I hate the movies like Juno and Away We Go and movies like that that are like here's some people and they're just normal people but look at how funny they are but out of all of them. Okay so Juno yeah <laughs> I feel like some movies just aren't for 
everyone. If mm-hmm. someone has a very specific vision and and how they want the movie to progress and what they want to say, that is not going to translate to everyone. It's yeah. just not. No. Juno doesn't translate to me. It's not for me. No. And that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like it. It doesn't yeah, yeah I'm not a fan of it. I hate it. <laughs> That's I don't hate it. I just don't have any feelings. I was for it. I was just annoyed the entire time. I Away we it. go. Yes. I mean, it's just like, oh, white dude's very sad. Will Ferrell, right? No, that's Almost. it's with John Krasinski and Maya Rudolph, and they're having a baby. And that's right. What was the one with uh, driving around or something? It's the same kind of idea, but it's Will Ferrell, and he's like uh, putting all his stuff on. Anything the... must go. Everything must. <laughs> go. Away we Whatever. go. Everything must go. <laughs> <laughs> it's all yeah man like those movies they just don't I like comedies that have jokes not just that are supposed to be like look at this person and their life isn't that funny it just not just not it's not for me not for me and so uh what else did you mention do you know you know way we go garden state can, so garden garden state. garden state's what we're gonna talk about because I fucking hate garden state I fucking hate it you you're from New Jersey I'm from New Jersey and so you probably have a vi- a different take you come at it from a different angle for sure i kind of liked it when i first saw it <laughs> wow jesus christ i i, I maybe it might have been my love for scrubs because i fucking <laughs> love me some scrubs you know i like zach braff don't get me fucking wrong i don't <laughs> how do you like scrubs if you don't like the mean I fucking character? everybody else was fucking hilarious <sighs> in scrubs i think it was a good show i think he was fun i think he's funny do you think that zach braff looks like a young ray romano Yes, <laughs> I think I think they should. You're welcome. <laughs> they I think they should. Father they should be show. father and son. They yeah, should do for it. Sure. Get so, on top a, a of show. that. Show. <laughs> they should have a. They should they do should a thing. A, maybe maybe ABC can pick that up. ABC has you know they got a hole in their lineup now, so you could fill it with a Zach Braff Ray Romano vehicle. Vehicle. <laughs> yeah. So I mean I don't know. Who's on the soundtrack I, for uh, Garden State? Bunch of shit, you know, a bunch of fucking, you know, whiny bullshit, you know. I don't know, fucking whatever. <laughs> There's that one song that's like, I heard I hear, I heard I hear, birds that do me a sound. You know that song? I love that song. Fuck that shit. Fuck all of it. Uh, so I don't I don't have a qualm with Garden State because it's set in New Jersey and I have like this affinity toward New Jersey because they barely talk about New Jersey and it and it takes place in North Jersey which is basically another state than South. It's Jersey. completely different. There, yeah, they're two different places. So I don't give a fuck about that, dude. It's fucking uh, uh postal service. That's your boys, huh? Postal service. Postal service. They did the soundtrack. They, they were on the did? Su- Such Great Heights, your favorite song. No, there was a cover of Such Great Heights on the fucking thing. Because I was singing that. along to you it love last that song. night. <laughs> I was singing along to the cover while. I've heard you sing that song. Well, Janelle times. was just like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Why do you know this? I asked the same question when you sing the song, too. <sighs> yeah. So The I mean, shins. That's what it was. The shins. shins yeah. There's, there's oh a my, whole thing about like the shins. The shins have changed your life, but we're getting we're getting ahead of ourselves like we always do. Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember when Garden State came out and, like, all of my North Jersey friends, because I was in college at the time and I was going to the college where all the North Jersey kids come to that we established in the last episode with the happening. But they were all super fucking stoked on Garden State. And I watched 
when it came out on DVD, I watched the first 20 minutes and I turned it fucking off. As soon as Natalie Portman came on the screen and was like, look at how many teeth I have. I was like, I got to get the fuck out of this. I, uh, I, I love me some Natalie Portman. I do. I think she's great. She's kind of out of place in this a little bit. But like, she's kind of, well, she's that like dream, that many picks a dream girl thing. I liked her better in your highness. I think she's really good. I think she's good in most things, but she seems a little out of place in this. Yeah. Yeah. So that was probably 2005 when I turned it off and decided that I didn't want to see it. Watched it last night. Full Thir- through. 13 years later. Full full way through. You've completed the, the circle. For the first time ever. Specifically because I was like, I got to do this one on the show. I'm usually talking to CB about movies that uh, he hates. <laughs> on purpose i should talk about a movie that i hate on purpose on purpose just to annoy myself for once and maybe by the end of this hey we talked about blowout that one time and by the end of it i loved it sometimes it happens sometimes so, we talk about movies you like and i hate and then we talk about them and then you hate them yes so and you like them and i like them maybe we'll do a flip-flop here flip-flop i fucking doubt it but uh, yeah, here no, we I'm go not a fan either so <laughs> you've <laughs> achieved it <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's get into this fucking shit movie. Uh, we open, we're inside the cabin of a plane that's about to crash, and it's in slow motion, and everybody's freaking out, and Zach Braff is sitting there. He's unaffected by his impending doom. He's just sitting there. There's an old woman clutching his arm and a woman next to him crying, Aah! And there's some fucking indie rock song playing, and he's just sitting there like this, like a like the fucking toe head that he is. And, and then uh, he wakes up. Mm, dream, you're having a dream. We opened with a dream. He's lying in bed. His answering machine, back when answering machines still existed, this was right on the cusp of cell phones. He looked at and his pager. <laughs> yeah, he looked at his pager, and it was a bunch of numbers that he had. Then, then he wrote them all down and had to figure out what the message was by looking at his phone and the letters on the phone. Did you ever do that? <laughs> no. <sighs> That's some secret scroll shit, right? It now. was some shit back in the late '90s with me. Were you were you fucking slinging a rock? Is yes. that what it is? <laughs> I was selling all kinds of drugs. <laughs> And I had to figure out and be like, meet me at the bar Cause you're, cause with you, cause the you're cocaine. Because the CIA was watching. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they were all over me. <laughs> like I, I'm on the phone and I can hear it clicking and I'm like, somebody's listening. <laughs> Somebody cares that I'm <laughs> going to sell you a dime bag. <laughs> the government is after me. <laughs> Uh, it was really just messages like I remember my friends would write messages like where we were going to skateboard that night and I'm like why do I have to like decode a message of where we're gonna fucking skateboard just fucking call me you have my fucking phone number call the just call the number (laughs) like I'm either I'm one of two places I'm at my house drunk in the basement playing Monopoly on PlayStation, or I'm at my fucking job at the pizzeria, drunk, doing nothing. Or, I guess there's a third place, I'd be at band practice, drunk, not writing any new songs and annoying everyone else in my band, but they're the only people that fucking hung out with me anyway, so they didn't have to fucking page me. I was there already. 
Just call me, is what I'm saying. It's really sad that you're playing Monopoly on a video game that you didn't have just a regular Monopoly board. <laughs> well, how am I supposed to play it by myself? That's even, <laughs> if I'm that's not going to play it sadder. on the game. That's even really? sadder. I, my, my roommate actually came downstairs one time because I, I was the one with the basement room, and he came downstairs, and he's like, hey, man, every night you come home from work and you're drunk already, and you drink more, and you sit down by sit down here by yourself playing Monopoly on PlayStation. You got a problem, fella. He's looking out for you. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. You want to play Monopoly? Come play with me. And then finally someone actually played Monopoly with me one night, and I was drunk, of course. And I won, and I celebrated by stomping the PlayStation's top in. I stomped it to death. And that was the end of Monopoly on PlayStation. That's awesome. It's a Ooh. great story. And then I bought a PlayStation 2, and I bought Deep Blue Sea. That's one for the, the, end. One for the memory <laughs> books, for the memoir. There. Ooh, yeah, I had a sad life. <laughs> sad person. And here we are in your basement, surrounded by movies. <sighs> but at least I'm sober and not playing Monopoly on PlayStation. You've won. Yes, I made it. Anyway. Oh, Zach Braff. Yeah, fucking answer. Oh, that's right. That's where we're at. Answering machine goes off. It's his dad. His mom's dead. Your mom's dead. Come home. Because Zach Braff lives in L.A. Because he's a wannabe actor. Right. Playing a little close to the vest. Andrew Largeman was his name. (laughs) Everybody calls him Large. (laughs) Do they really? Yeah. I don't remember that part, but I thought it was funny. His name was Andrew Largeman. (laughs) Everybody calls him Ray. (laughs) Ray Jr. Uh, so we cut to Zach Braff is at his job. For some reason, he works at a Vietnamese restaurant as a server. His boss threatens to fire him for being late. Again. I, I, I guess this is the show us. Oh, his life sucks because later, you know, when he goes back home, everybody's like, here he is, big actor. Look at this big old actor fella. But here in his actual life in L.A., he's a fucking server at a Vietnamese restaurant and everybody's a dick to him. It's a story that's been told many times (laughs) in many ways. It's literally going on right now. As we speak, 24 hours a day in L.A., there's some fucking guy who wants to be an actor who's working in a Vietnamese restaurant and has to go home. That's from from New Jersey. Now. (laughs) It's happening. I aspire to be that man. <laughs> so he, he's he's sad. He's got a bad job. He's, His mom's dead. He's got a bad actor. job. He's got to go home. Dad, mom, again, just so we're all clear. His mom's dead. <laughs> he's got to go home. Maybe this movie is full of jokes. <laughs> so next, oh, we cut to we're at Zach Brass mom's funeral. Having a good old time. Some woman is singing, some some guy's playing a keyboard and a woman's singing, once, twice, three times a lady. And I guess that's funny, but it's not. So was he... Was what he, a quirky thing to do at the funeral. Was he... Uh, there's a lot of quirk in this movie. Yes. Was he hoping that the plane would go down? Is that what the thing I, was sleeping? Fuck, I don't know. He had the dream before he had to go home. Interesting. Yeah, okay. Yep, it's quirky. He's just quirked out, and he's depressed, and he's a quirker. Ugh, so Zach Braff is standing there, like all the people are standing in their rows, staring at the coffin, but he's off to the side. He's an outsider, and standing there, 
looking depressed, but no more depressed than he has for the previous six minutes of the film that we've uh, gone through. Uh, he then notices a couple of his old chums sitting by a backhoe. They're grave diggers, and they're waiting to bury his mom. Mark and Dave are their names. Uh, he goes over to talk to them, and they're like, yeah, we're going to bury your mom. That's what we're here for. How does that work for you? And he's like, I'm depressed because I'm Zach Braff, and I work at a Vietnamese restaurant. And they're like, there's a party tonight at this dude's house, you know, and he's rich or something. Come to the party. And he's like, okay, I guess. So then we cut to the funeral after party. What's that called? That party. <laughs> the that, memorial? The, the, the party the, after the fucking. The wake? At, sure. Is that what it is? The party after the I thought funeral. the wake was before when everybody goes and they stand around and then. Afterward, you go and you, you go have, have food. You go have fucking tiny sandwiches and Caesar salad. And you sit, you sit around and look back and look and be sad. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, that's a wake. Whatever that is. It's a funeral after party. Okay. So he's sitting there with the woman that sang the stupid song at the funeral, and she's like, "I made you a shirt. Can you try it on right now?" And he's like, "I guess." And he tries a shirt on, and his shirt matches the wallpaper. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> How quirky! Ooh, what quirk! <laughs> Did you see that? He sure it blends in with the... <laughs> I think that was on the poster, wasn't it? Sure. I guess. What a bunch of hilarious... It's pretty funny. ...fucking fuckery. What a great fucking time we're having. So... <laughs> He wears this. Does he wear the shirt? Does he give no, it they show him fucking put the. He has the shirt on for five seconds to show him matching the fucking wallpaper. Hilarious. Because he just blends in wherever he goes because he's nobody. Oh, shut the fuck up, movie. Just shut up. We're going to make it through this movie with you. <laughs> I'm going to have a fucking aneurysm. <laughs> oh, so Zach Braff, he then goes to have a chat with his dad. Because they don't get along, apparently. They haven't spoken in a while. Uh, and they don't talk about anything in this scene, except for Zach Braff's like, I've been having headaches, Dad. These short, sharp headaches. Ice pick headaches is what they're called, Zach. And <laughs> the dad's like, I'll make you a doctor's appointment. And that's the end of that scene. <laughs> There's the picture. God, doesn't it make you mad? <laughs> Just looking at it. <laughs> Doesn't it just be like, God, what is, uh. I guess the more I think about it, I'm just like, I don't know what, it, what was the point? <laughs> What's the point of it? Like, it's what just, is it? Yeah. They're just hammering you. He's just hammering you over the head with it. Yeah. With the, with the metaphor. And yeah, stuff. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So does he go to the doctor? He goes to no, the No, not yet. Oh. That's down the road. Sorry. First, he goes out in the garage and he's grabbing a vehicle to take to the party that he got invited to. Now, what kind of vehicle... Could this man ride around on for this movie? What would be his vehicle of choice, you think? Uh, A motorcycle with a sidecar. A motorcycle with a sidecar, CB. Oh, what quirkiness we have here. Well, I mean, if you have a motorcycle with a sidecar, why not drive it around? What quirk? I cannot believe all the quirk here. It's It's pretty quirky. Oof. So he gets pulled over by a super aggressive cop. But it turns out that the cop is his old pal. Sure. And that goes literally nowhere. They just talk about how he's a cop now. And 
Zach Braff is an actor. So he knows some of these people in this town. Oh, yeah. It's his, it's his hometown. So he knows yeah, everyone. He's returning home. It's like Gross Point Blank if Gross Point Blank was fucking terrible and pointless. If Gross Point Blank didn't have a plot or a hook in it, it would be Garden State. <laughs> now, see, every time I go home, I always run into, like, some fucking jerk-off that... <laughs> I mean, I my town, there's, like, 40 people that live there. You so. live... <laughs> you, I don't know if it's... I don't know if it could be called a town where you live. Uh, a tiny racist nook, I guess, would be... <laughs> The best description of it? Uh, it's really small. A it's terrible, horrible place that no small, one should go to. It's a small, small town. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that you would run into people. I once ran into an old friend at the Wawa, and he had become a cop, and he was wearing his cop outfit. And you're like, hey. He's like, hey. <laughs> and I looked at him, and I went, hey, man, what is it, Halloween? And he did not. There was no humor. And he beat the shit out of you he with felt, a stick. <laughs> he felt the way that I feel about this movie, about that joke. And I was like, well, I'm just going to buy my Wawa brand soda and this soggy pretzel in a bag for some reason that they have by the counter. And I'm going to get the fuck out of here. And I'm going to walk around for the rest of the day smelling like this place, which has a very strange smell. It's like... Bread mixed with old coffee. Go into a Wawa. You will stink all day long of said Wawa. Anyway, moving on. Oh, Zach Braff, he goes to the party. It's at some mansion of an old friend. His friend uh, got rich because he invented noiseless Velcro. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, that's actually kind of funny. Ah, Christ. I'm going to kill you. Like, don't they demonstrate it in the movie? Like, yeah, later on in the movie, he's like one of the guys. So is pulling it's, it's apart just the Velcro, Velcro, but then they cut the sound. And yeah, it doesn't. How quirky! So there's a party goer there that questions Zach Braff about being a movie star, and he's like, like Serpico, Attica, like fucking shut the fuck up. And Zach Braff just continues to mumble, like he does throughout the entirety of the movie, just. No, I was in a movie. Ah, so when you're in your mid twenties, mid to late twenties, what do you do at a party? It's been a really long time. What do you? What do you do at a party in your mid to late twenties? I at a big old mansion. I would drink. (laughs) You'll drink, yeah. I might take off my shirt. (laughs) Always. I would probably test out the pool. Mm Mm-hmm. Gotta do that. Hot tub. <laughs> Probably smoke some weed. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would talk to some ladies and have a good time. <laughs> well, uh, you were close because the answer is go in the basement and play spin the fucking bottle. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> go play spin the bottle in the basement. <laughs> Two problems. <laughs> this is... <laughs> I mean, if everyone decided that they were going to play Spin the Bottle, wouldn't you play Spin the Bottle? Or you would just be like, no, I'm not playing that game. I'd be like, where's the PlayStation? I need to play Monopoly. Get the fuck out of here. You'd be like, get out of my basement. (laughs) I'd be like, I'm going to go in the bathroom and play Bloody Mary. (laughs) Because I'm back in East fucking grade. 
So they play spin the bottle. Uh, so he's down there. <laughs> two problems I have with this scene. I don't remember what my two problems are, but I wrote them down, so I'm going to read them. <laughs> two problems I have with the scene. I don't know if you've ever been on anyone. Okay, I remember. I don't know if you've ever been on around anybody who's on ecstasy. Uh, yes. But they take ecstasy yes. in this scene. They really take ecstasy? They take ecstasy, and these... People, they take the ecstasy and then they're all like coherent and they're fine and they're behaving normally. They're playing spin the bottle and they're kissing, but they're all like, you know, not marble mouthed fucking idiots who are like running around with their hands down the front of their pants talking about how much they love each other. Because <laughs> that's what motherfuckers on ecstasy do. What kind of ecstasy you do? They are fucking useless. I don't know. Maybe the ecstasy in Jersey was fucked up and crazy. But when motherfuckers would take ecstasy and I was around them, they would be fucking useless. They would just be sitting around like, I love you, man. Uh, how long have we been friends for? Gritting their teeth. <laughs> yeah, just... Uh, I just love you so much, and how long have we... Can you touch my dick? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, thinking about that scene, they were a little, like, just super chill. It's like they smoked weed. Yes. Why can they just... Well, they were smoking weed. Why can they the just have time? smoked weed? And doing coke and taking <laughs> ecstasy. They were doing everything. That's a lot. They're, that's everything. Second problem is New Jersey is known for its heroin problem. <laughs> These people should have been doing heroin. They should have been chasing the dragon. No. That's what I'm saying. It's not that kind of party. <laughs> they should have been smoking some weed and drinking some wine. Yes. Not wine. Not Listen Jersey. To fucking they should have been James drink- Taylor. They should have been drinking Natty Ice, the choice of beers at parties. What, what year is this? They should have been listening to like Dave Matthews or some shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's all there in the morning. He's all there. I wish we could review music that I hate. <laughs> you hate Dave Matthews? <laughs> you don't? <laughs> Ooh. Dave Matthews got me through college. But anyway, wow. he uh, he uh, he works out at my gym. I see him all the time. Wow. Yeah. Do you say hi, Dave Matthews? I say hi all the time. <laughs> Do you take he, your- he's like, hey. he sees me because I had a sub pop shirt on one day. Yeah. I came in, he's like, oh, look at your shirt. And I was like, hey, man, what's up? And he's like, Ugh, just laughing. And every, now every time I see him, <laughs> I'm like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, hey, man, how's it going? Every time. Get him, Get some money for me. Get some money. He's got a bunch of money. Say, hey, Dave Matthews, my friend Mark needs some money. <laughs> he's like, uh, did you buy some of his albums? He's like, <laughs> he's like stupid or something. <laughs> Give him some money. He's got a brain problem. I don't know. <laughs> he's a make a wish person. <laughs> Give him some money, Dave Matthews. All right, fine. You're friends with Dave Matthews, <laughs> so you you got to say nice things about him. I he might be the fucking nicest dude on earth. He's a very nice fellow. I bet he is. I don't want to listen to that music. Okay. No thanks. Anyway, they should have been listening to that. <laughs> so the next morning, Zach Braff wakes up and he's got balls written across his forehead yeah. in big old letters. <laughs> balls, CB. Not penis, but balls. Balls. Now, let me ask you a question. Another question? <laughs> What's about the most quirky thing a guy could spy out of his little eye when he first wakes up in the morning? What kind of quirky thing could he see, CB? Uh, a kangaroo? A loose kangaroo? Well, that'd be great, but he sees a man in fucking a suit of armor. Oh. Just walking, clanking around, walking around. <laughs> Ooh, what's, what is this quirk now? What is all this quirky quirking? <laughs> <sighs> it's 
so we get this boring breakfast scene with Mark, Mark's mom, and Mark's, I guess, brother. Who's Mark? In, in, Mark, his friend Mark, oh, the his friend Mark. Yeah. Not me. It's not me. I'm not I was there. I say his name is Andrew Largeman. Largeman is the one having the conversation with him. Zach Braff. I think I think the guy in the armor is Mark's brother, but I don't I don't know. And uh, it turns out that the guy in the armor he works at Medieval Times. Do you know what Medieval Times? I is? do. I do know what Medieval okay. Times. Is. Great. I'm I'm glad. <laughs> if you don't know what Medieval Times is, I don't want to fucking talk about it. Just look it up. I don't even know if the fucker exists anymore. Good question. Who cares? Fuck it. Moving on. Next, Zach's, Zach Braff sits on the couch watching some nature docs with Mark and Mark's mom, and it's boring, and who cares? Then Zach Braff finally gets around to going to that fucking doctor's appointment. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Mark is Peter Sosgard, right? Yeah, whatever. Zach Sosgard. Braff gets around to going to that fucking doctor's appointment. Did I call Zach Braff Mark? You did. <laughs> Well, <laughs> is there some Freudian shit going on right now? Mark, Mark yes. from New Jersey. I have uh, ice pick headaches, and I gotta go to the doctor. And you listen to uh, <laughs> the Postal you listen Service. To Postal Service a lot. You sing their songs. I think maybe that was why a lot of my North Jersey friends liked Garden State because they really liked Postal Service. Was Postal Service big in New Jersey? Mm-hmm. That's it was. That's. I don't know. Something. I thought they were kind of big everywhere. In my pants. <laughs> That's not even a real... Anyway. Zach Braff finally goes to his doctor's appointment, and he, you know, rushes in because he forgot he had it. Sure. And... He's got a lot of stuff going and, on. And he sits down, sits down in the waiting room. Now, CB, what... Is this another question? Are you going to ask me another question? What is the most fucking quirky thing that you could imagine happening in this goddamn doctor's office while this man is waiting to go in to see the old doctor? What's some quirky-ass quirk that could quirk its fucking quirky head? Uh, Nellie Portman is singing a song. Nellie Portman, she comes in, but first... A seeing eye dog comes up and it humps his leg. No, it doesn't. Hilarity ensues at the doctor's Why office. Why did I remember that? It's in a wide shot, isn't it? It's in a wide shot. Like he's just sitting there. Oh. And Natalie Portman pokes her head in with her fucking four hundred teeth showing and says, "Just kick him in the balls. Look at all these teeth." And we are introduced to one of the most annoying characters ever put to film, Natalie Portman as Samantha. So she comes in and just fucking rambles at Zach Braff about literally fucking nothing for like a good five fucking minutes. She just talks at him. And then she's like, "Eh, you ever heard of the shins? Listen to this shin song. It'll change your life. And it was a good song. uh, It was a good song. Come on. (laughs) It's a good song. It just sounds like Elliot Smith, that song. All that stuff sounds like Elliot Smith. <laughs> Doesn't make it bad. Give credit where credit's due. You don't like you don't like Natalie Portman? She's got a lot of teeth. I didn't say that I don't like Natalie Portman. I'm saying I hate her in this movie. Yeah. Because I hate this fucking character. Well, that character, character became became an, an <sighs> archetype. Sure. Um, and they just, people just used it. They still use it. Oh yeah, in really bad writing. I'm still, still I'm still annoyed by characters and films all the time. <laughs> was he the first to use it though? I mean, he couldn't have been the first, but like, did he? 
Maybe pretty, maybe, pretty maybe he popular pop popularized it. Yeah, popularized. It. There you go. Neither of us can say the word. Nope. So what? <sighs> so he meets. So, so he meets Natalie Portman. Meets Natalie Portman, and she says, "Oh, I recognize you." And he's like, "Oh, what did we go to high school together?" And she's like, "No, you played that retarded quarterback." In that movie, and she just keeps saying "retarded" over and over again, and you're like, "Ah, this doesn't place a good in 2018." Because she's like, "You were better than that retard in Life Goes On," and you're like, Mm-mm. "Did she say that?" <laughs> yeah, she sure did. Well, she should be banned. And she's like, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, and he's really retarded. I'm writing a letter right <laughs> yeah. now. Zach Braff. Is then finally like, I gotta go into the doctor, lady. Please, please, I need a doctor. You have fun sitting here. Ooh, and then so we're sitting in the doctor's actual office. We're not in like an exam room, which I didn't know. I've been to the doctor several times. They never send me to his office. They always send me to an exam room. I don't know. I don't know. To his actual office. Yeah, to his actual office office. And the doctor, he had so many plaques on his wall. That one of the plaques is on the ceiling? Are you fucking serious? How goddamn quirky is this doctor? <laughs> oh, fuck. We did go We did go a good four and a half minutes without some good quirk. Yeah, so it was gotta time. have a bit of quirk in there. Each page, he's like, check. Each, every three pages, there's some quirk. <laughs> <laughs> is there quirk every three pages? No. We're good. Now, I don't know why the doctor didn't hang the plaque on the wall behind Zach Braff that has other plaques on it, but also has room for more plaques. I don't know why he had, you know, he felt the need to hang the plaque on the ceiling, but, I mean, it's quirky, so. Let's go with it. You gotta have some quirk. Uh, so he, he tells this doctor in the scene, he's like, earlier in the movie, he was looking in his medicine cabinet and he has prescriptions, like, just millions of prescriptions in his fucking thing. And he tells the doctor, he's like, I came out here. I stopped taking all my prescriptions that I've been taking since I was nine years old. Hmm. Like a shitload of antidepressants and whatnot. And I think immediately, if this guy stopped taking all those pills, his fucking body would have shut down by now. <laughs> He'd be in a fucking coma. Because you can't just stop taking your antidepressants. You have to right. wean yourself off. And if you're on like 12 of them, I can't imagine that just stopping is not going to fucking kill you. <laughs> the human body is a mystery, though. And this man is fine. No wonder he can't get a good gig in LA. He's fucking strung out. <laughs> He's strung out on pills. On the, on the meds. So speaking of quirk, the doctor then... Goes on like some. Is it time? He's talking. Some? He's talking about how stress can affect the human body, and he's like, "I couldn't get an erection for a year and a half." <laughs> Thanks, Doc. <laughs> I just died. <laughs> I just, I just leaned back and died. Ugh. Moving on. Zach Braff gets done, spots Natalie Portman outside, and asks her if she wants a fucking ride for some reason. No one on Earth would ask this person if they wanted a ride. They would avoid them. They would look outside, see them sitting there, and be like, I'm just going to wait until she leaves, because I don't want to get in another one of those. I don't want to get in another closed environment with this person. (sighs) So they talk about nothing, you know, something about whether or not she's a liar, whether or not she lies. Right. <laughs> Before she finally gets on the fucking bike 
with Zach Braff. And we're off on our next fucking adventure with these two fuckwits. <sighs> they go over to Rich Guy's house. And let me ask you a question here, CB. Another question? What is about the most quirky thing you could do at some rich fucking dickhead's house? What kind of quirky activities besides spin the bottle could you get up to out in the yard? If I'm at another rich person's house yeah, at a what, party? What can you get into? I would maybe pull out their bow and arrow and light it on fire and shoot in there. <laughs> and then everybody try to avoid said falling arrow? Is that Did that happen in this movie? That's exactly what happened. Holy guacamole. That's what... It, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> what? Me and what, Zach Braff, man. We're fucking kind of, simpatico. So, you know, the na- the arrow, of course, lands right at Natalie Portman's feet, and she's like, we gotta go. Get out of here. We gotta get out of here. We gotta get out and <laughs> they become uh, Malgovich from. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get on down that wheel, drill out, boy. Deep water horizon. Oh, so next. So they just go to the party and that happens and they leave. They, it's not even a party. They're just going to visit, like, the rich guy. So they just go to this party and hangs out with this rich guy and then something weird happens and they leave. Yeah. Okay. Quirk. <laughs> they, he had to have something happen in there. <laughs> <laughs> movie's an hour and 42 minutes long. Could have cut something. Could have cut something where all these people do is talk and nothing happens. Next, we go to Natalie Portman's Quirk House, which is a maze of hamster tubes. She lives with her mom. There's hans- hamster tubes everywhere. The Christmas tree's still up because we, we just never took it down, and then we figured, well, it's almost Christmas, so we might as well leave it up. There's some logic there. No. So Natalie Portman's quirky mom hands, hands her a dead hamster <laughs> because quirky and tells her bury this quirky hamster you quirky quirky fucking quirk <sighs> so she lets slip in this scene the mom that Natalie Portman has epilepsy which literally never that's comes right. into play in the that's right movie. I remember that and they never talk about it no, they talk about it once a little later but she never has a seizure there's never anything because you think like oh maybe she'll have a seizure and Zach Brown well, has to save her it feels like it's got to pay off at some point right? and it doesn't <laughs> Ever. <laughs> oh, so who fucking cares about it? Uh, she tells some boring story. Oh, this is this is when it happens. They go up to her room, and she she tells a story about how she has to wear a helmet. I, wear, I think this is later. I think I fucked these notes up. Anyway, who cares? She tells a story about how she had a seizure at work, and now to get her health care, she has to wear this helmet when she's at work. So she doesn't fall in so her head. She doesn't fall in her head. And I guess that's supposed to make Zach Braff feel better about his life. But yeah, I wrote it right here. That's later. That happens later in the movie. Oh, right now we're at her house, and now we meet her African brother. He comes down the stairs. This African man introduces himself. And she says, this is my African brother. <laughs> and his name is uh, Dikembe, I think. I'm serious. I'm not fucking <laughs> being an asshole right now. I'm just shaking my head again. <laughs> and, uh, I know. I know. Because it's like, there are literally two black people in this whole movie. I was going to say, there's not a lot of black people in the, the, this movie, if any. One is this African, uh, her African brother, who... They go upstairs in Natalie Portman's room, and she, you know, he asks, like, "What's up with your African brother?" And Natalie Portman's like, 
I know my life is so weird and so quirky. So, you know, if you want to leave, I understand. I know I have a dead hamster and an African brother. So if you don't want to be around that, <laughs> you can just go. It's fine. And Zach Brass like, dude, fucking it's ch- chill. Well, I mean, yeah. Chill. I, I, I would leave if I wanted. Just calm down. You got to have a character. I mean, for him to stick around, right? You got to have a character who's weirder and sadder than him. Right, <laughs> I guess for him to feel sorry for her to make himself mm, feel better. Okay, and so but like they definitely <laughs> threw the kitchen sink in there with <laughs> with Natalie Portman. You know, they just put she's everything. She's everything. She has everything. Yeah. So you know, Zach Braff is like, hey, tell me about your African brother. Turns out, African brother was one of those like Sally Struthers. Smothers, whoever, Struthers. those kids. Struthers, Sally Struthers. <laughs> One of those kids not, that not you... The, not the Smothers brothers. That you saw. Sally Struthers. <laughs> that you saw in like the commercials, like for a cup of coffee a day. One of those. Yep. And apparently he grew up, he uh, left Africa to go to college in New Jersey for some reason. Poor guy. And they adopted him while he's in college, I guess. Makes sense. I I thought there was a statute of limitations of when you can adopt a human being. But, you know, whatever. I I don't know that they've ever legally adopted him, but she just calls him her brother. I don't know. I don't care. Then they talk about her childhood blanket, and I want to fucking die. Where's Sarsgaard in all this? Who? (laughs) Mark. Oh. I don't know. Fucking... Burying people. (laughs) Like, right now we're focused on these two characters. Sorry, I just thought he was more interesting. Anyway, <laughs> so she had, tells a story about the blanket. She's shown him her childhood blanket, and we have yeah. to listen to that for yeah. a while. Yeah, it goes on and for yeah, a while. Yeah, that, so. that happens. And then Natalie Portman starts talking about how, you know, when she doesn't feel different, I think is what she's saying. Like, she just likes to make nonsense noises and do weird things. And honestly, can, one, we, can we skip by this? <laughs> 100%. I missed what was going on because I just started yelling, shut the fuck up at the TV. <laughs> just reading that the dude who was in the night armor, mm-hmm. he was speaking Klingon. <laughs> I forgot. To the, <laughs> I forgot. A little extra quirk there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that you, you didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. I for, I forgot that at breakfast they talk about how the brother knows Klingon. <sighs> Klingon. Klingon. <laughs> so next we're having a funeral for the hamster in Natalie Portman's pet cemetery that she has in her backyard. She has a lot of dead pets. She huh? had a bunch of dead pets. I don't want to be buried. In Natalie Portman's Pet Cemetery. Much better movie. Natalie fucking Portman's cla- Pet Cemetery. Fucking classic. Fucking Natalie Portman's Pet Cemetery. What a fucking great movie. Another band name. <laughs> Don't go down that rod. You don't want to go down that rod. That's Frankenstein and fucking... He had that, he had that main <laughs> accent. Don't go down that rod. Yeah. One time, I want to tell this fucking stupid story. One time, Rather Be Dead was in fucking. We went, we played a show in Vermont, and we were. Burlington? I don't fucking, I don't don't remember. We had the worst pizza I've ever had in my life. I don't know any other cities in Vermont. Uh, We had to take a fucking ferry to get where we were going. 
like the the fucking like you had to go to an island the directions on the fucking little that little machine before phones had the power to just give you directions everybody had like a Magellan or a Tom Tom a Garmin yeah whatever that led you places this one led us to a ferry and it was like turn right and get on ferry and I was like that can't be right and then it was right so we rode a ferry to this fucking show but anyway it's like Two in the morning, and we're trying to find a place to get gas because we're almost out of gas. And it was fucking Labor Day weekend, so we couldn't get a hotel room. (laughs) So we were just driving in the general direction of where we needed to go. And we pull up at this gas station to get gas. And this guy pulls up, and he's like this old man who kind of resembled fucking Herman Munster in Pet Cemetery, And he's delivering newspapers to the front step of the gas station. And I'm like, hey, man, where can we get gas? Because these pumps are off. And he's like, if you want to get gas, you got to go down to Hampshire. You got to go down over to Hampshire and uh, have a gas station there. I got to go down there. It's about five miles down the road, I guess. Got to go down there and get gas in Hampshire. And I was like, the fuck are you saying, pal? Like, what is happening? And somebody in the band's like, I think he's saying we have to go to New Hampshire to get gas. <laughs> You had to go to New Hampshire to get gas? Because <laughs> apparently we were very close to New Hampshire and there was a gas station sure, right sure. over the border. You had to get back on the, the ferry. <laughs> but, New uh, Hampshire. And yeah, so for the rest of the tour, I just did that you voice. You just did that. You just did I, Fred Gwynn no, from Pet <laughs> Cemetery. Just like, you know, when somebody was like our, our old bassist, Vinny, he was asleep and I was yelling in his ear going, Vinny, are you slapping? Are you slapping, Vinny? Vinny, why don't you wake up, Vinny? So that's my story. That was the last tour he did with you. <laughs> yeah, he was out of the band pretty soon. He's after like, that. fuck <laughs> that guy. He's like, we slept in a fucking parking lot. And when we woke up, there was a giant bird outside the window staring at us. <laughs> We're like, what's this fucking bird all about? I got to get home. Oh, my God. Uh, so that's my story about that accent. I hope you all enjoyed. Let's get back to the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, hamster funeral. God damn, we really like went <laughs> off track. <laughs> Hamster funeral. Zach Braff, I think this is the scene where he talks about how he doesn't know how to cry or he can't cry. I don't know. He thinks about, like, like at his mom's funeral, he didn't cry and he was trying to think of things to make him cry, but he didn't cry. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> it's just a, you know, these scenes, they're just a bunch of interchangeable fucking bullshit. Like, any scene could have happened anywhere in the movie. Who fucking cares? Who cares? The beginning, that would have to happen at the beginning. The end would have to happen at the end. The rest of it literally could have just happened any fucking where. Because they're just talking about fucking nothing. So they're fucking, t- where, fucking, so fucking nothing. Where are they right now? They're they're having the funeral. Pet cemetery. Pet cemetery. In the backyard. Uh, Nellie Portman's pet cemetery. Yes. So they're doing that, and then they talk about not being able to cry. He talks about how he can't cry. Okay. Because she's bawling. Because she's I'm yeah. sad about my hamster. Because she killed all these other pets. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, she's a she's a serial killer. <laughs> so what happens? To- <laughs> she skins them. <laughs> she puts on this little beard she's, made out of hamster skin. She has them for their pelts. <laughs> so fucking Zach Braff goes home, and his dad is there, and the dad says the doctor called, and his headaches are like they don't mean anything. There's nothing wrong with him. It's all in your head, son. Uh, just like the rest of this fucking movie. It doesn't matter. And <laughs> then they talk quietly at each other about how they need to talk. 
the father and the son because yeah. they're because her his mom died zach we we really need to have a conversation because you haven't been home in so long yeah i know dad uh, we should have a conversation but right now i have to go out and do something else and i have to leave here fucking speak up motherfuckers what the fuck is going on next zach braff oh here's mark <laughs> next Zach, he meets up with mark at the graveyard and was there just a small tremor? <laughs> Did you feel that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it's the big one. It's the Seattle big one. Here it comes. Uh, Zach Braff goes to the graveyard. Rich guy's there. Mark's there. Mark's robbing graves. He's he's standing in a grave with the casket open, pulling jewelry out. Interesting. Infinitely more interesting character. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can we just start the movie over and follow him around? Because he's doing shit that, I, that I'm that i like, okay, this guy robs graves. <laughs> what else does he do? Interesting things. He's just sitting around talking in a pet cemetery in someone's yeah, yard. Portman's pet cemetery. Oh, next we're going back to Natalie Portman's house where Zach Braff, Natalie Portman, they're sitting there. They're watching a dog scratch its balls. That's right. <laughs> And then the mom is like, hey, Zach Braff, you want to watch an old home movie of Natalie Portman? Natalie Portman's like... Skating around as an alligator. How I'm going to strangle that dog and then have to bury it in my pencil. <laughs> She's like, did you notice how nice its skin looks? I got to get its skin. But yeah, they sit around and they watch a home movie of Natalie Portman dressed as an alligator ice skating. And the quirk, it reaches maximum quirk. The quirk train is rolling. Just It's a rolling. Oh, I can't believe how quirky this is. So they go to leave and they have this character, the African brother, who left Africa to come to America to get a degree and everything. And he's a very straightforward character and he's very kind of no-nonsense through the film, like... He loves his American family. He watches this video of her ice skating around and laughs with everyone. And he's a very, you know, he's a pretty normal character. And then as Zach Braff is leaving, he yells at him something like, Stay good, playa! And you're like, why? Why did you write that line? Why couldn't you just leave this character the way it was and not turn it into a fucking stupid stereotype? Is he the long duck dong? Of the, uh, <laughs> he really is. He's the long fucking it feels duck like dong. That. It feels a little bit like that, like, right? Automobile. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what's happening right now. Fuck me. So next, they go to the bar and they talk, 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 and this is where she tells the helmet story. Finally, Mark and his gang of idiots show up. They all go back to Rich Guy's house and they do some swimming. At Rich Guy's house, we find out that Zach Braff can't swim. You know who else doesn't know how to swim? Me. <laughs> There's a lot of similarities yeah, here. I don't know a how to lot. swim. A lot. A lot. Why you know, can't you? Why can't do you, you know how to swim? Fuck yeah, I know how to swim. Wow. Why can't you swim? I, I never learned. <laughs> Why don't you go down? We're down to the YMCA. Take yeah, some lessons. They tried. They tried that. Didn't work out. They try the old, like, fucking toss him in and see yeah. if he, Really? That, I just kind of walked along the bottom oh, until I got out. You got to throw you in deep in water. <laughs> I just walked along the deep end like, well, I'll get out sooner or later. Uh, yeah, swimming, not my forte. Many have tried. All have failed to teach me. It's just... 
You're unteachable. Just the way it is. <laughs> so then Natalie Portman and Zach Braff, they sit in the shallow end fucking talking. Just doing some talking over here. Well, they haven't done that. Oh, never mind. <laughs> they really need to get to know each other. So they're doing some more talking. And they have this conversation that I know is supposed to be so deep. Zach Braff's like, you know, when you leave your parents' house, eventually when you go back, it's just not home anymore. It just becomes another place, and it's just not your home. They don't say that line. I swear to fucking God, watch the fucking movie. <laughs> no, I'm good. This guy's deep like the fucking ocean, CB. Deep. Not that deep if you can't swim. Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> what was I thinking? Next, Zach Braff, Natalie Portman, Mark, and Rich Guy are all sitting around this giant fireplace, which looks green screened inside this fucking huge house. And we get a dem- we get that demonstration of the silent Velcro. Tight. Here it is. So the rich guy's his his parents aren't around. He's just rich because he made because he made the silent Velcro. So he yeah. just has his house. He and just all has this giant shit. house. Bought a bunch of stuff. Okay. Earlier in the movie, he's I like, feel like, uh, man, a lot of this shit is probably from his life. Yeah. Probably like real life shit. Yeah. And he was like, this isn't weird enough. I I'm need to. In, I'm going to put a guy in a suit and armor. I need to make it weirder. Everybody's going to speak Klingon for a while. Right. Yeah. Then they talk about how Zach Braff got sent off to boarding school in his teens because his dad thought he was dangerous. So this is where we get the whole bit about, like, he hasn't been home in, like, nine or ten years because he's been gone because he went to boarding school when he was 16, and we're so happy to see him back or whatever. And so just to go back in time here for a second, Zach Braff's mom was a quadriplegic before she died. She drowned in a bathtub is how she died, and she's a quadriplegic. In this scene, we find out that the reason she was a quadriplegic is because when Zach Braff was nine, he pushed her, and she tripped over the dishwasher door that was out for some reason because the latch was broken. The latch. My whole life was determined about this latch. And she fell over, hit her head on the fucking counter, broke her neck, and became a quadriplegic. Hilarious stuff in this movie. Hits keep coming with this. So yeah, you know, don't push your parents, kids. You might ruin their fucking life if you haven't already by being born. (laughs) Oh God! Oh, too much. (laughs) So Mark and the rich guy, they're like, man, that's a fucking gross story. I'm out of here, and they jump on a golf cart in the house and take off. And we're left with Zach Braff and Natalie Portman to talk to each other again. We have some more talking, and Zach Brass like, I like you, Natalie Portman. I like you. Now, CB, what do you think after... You asked me another question. After, after uh, he says, I like you to this woman, what do you think is about the most quirky thing she could do at that moment? Punch him in the face. No, that would be appropriate thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, maybe demonstrate how she can tap dance? <laughs> what? <laughs> Because <laughs> the indie music swells and she says, Do you want to see me tap dance? And he goes, I would love it. And she gets up and, That plays. What and, song is that? I don't know. It doesn't sound familiar. I didn't Shazam it to find out. 
<laughs> and she does some tap dancing, and I think it's in fucking slow motion, and Zach Braff smiles at her, and who fucking gives a fuck about any of this? God! Next morning, for fuck's sake, Zach Braff, uh, he checks out the tube. I put tube. He checks out the tub. He checks out the tube. <laughs> He's watching the tube now. Uh <laughs> He turned on the tube, and he, just, <laughs> he, and he, and he checked out of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he turned on the tube, and he's like, I'm fucking done with this, guys. I don't know why I wrote this. I don't know why I'm fucking directing this. I just... Uh, well, he, he like, got all kinds of kudos for I know. it. The movie was, like, nominated for, like, 500 awards. I know. <laughs> I know. Because people are easily fooled. <laughs> so he goes, and he checks out the tub where his mom drowned. Then he goes over to Mark's house and they talk about fun. They talk about Mark. <laughs> Mark has a collection of desert storm cards and they talk about that for a while. These fucking quirky sons of bitches. That's what they get into. <laughs> so then Mark's like, I have something for you, but we have to go get it. And he's like, well, I was promised. I promised Natalie Portman I would hang out with her. And he's like, ah, she can come along. And he's like, okay, fine. Ah, uh, so first they go to a hardware store where Mark returns something that he didn't actually buy to get the seed money for their wheeling, wheelings and dealings. Okay? That's for stop number one. I'm with you. At this point, you're like, oh, a plot is developing because they have a point to what they're doing. They're going to do something. <laughs> like, we're an hour in and they're finally doing something that has an end game. They then, of course, at the hardware store, they run into a old acquaintance of theirs who tries to get them to sign up for his pyramid scheme because we're having a quirky old time in the quirk factory. <laughs> this town is crazy. The quirkiness abounds in this town. This town is cuckoo. Ugh. Next, I don't know where they are, but they go to, I think it's a hotel, and they end up in a dark room watching homemade porn with Method Man. What? M-E-T-H-O-D, man. man. I would watch that movie. <laughs> Do they really? Meth- yeah, Method Why Man. I-, I have such a weird <laughs> uh, memory of this movie. I have, you know, some of the quirk is like, yeah, but the- this movie is insane. Method Man is like, hang on a second. There's a bunch of guys watching this homemade pornography, and he's like, hang on, hang on, hang on. He's about to come, so hang on. And then he's like, yeah, he came. Let's go talk in the hallway. Mark gives Method Man a nitrous tank that he bought with the $40 to get some information from Method Man about where this adventure is taking them because now it's a detective story. They go off to some quarry where someone was trying to build a mall, but it opened up into this giant sinkhole that formed a canyon in New Jersey. That happens in New Jersey. Yep, I don't know. Fucking, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the point is, they're there, they're there to meet with the people who live by the canyon quarry. These people live there to protect it, I guess, is what the <laughs> what the thing was. I don't know. Now, CB... You're going to ask me another question. What is the most quirky living space that someone who's protecting a fucking quarry could live in next to said quarry? Do they live in a bulldozer? Did you say old boat? 
I I heard old boat. Old boat. They live in an old boat. Because they live in an old boat. By the quarry. By the quarry. Is there any water near there? No, it's an old boat up on some stilts. Is there no water around there? No, none whatsoever. Let's see. They towed the old boat in there, put it up on some stilts, and they live in it. Nice. With their baby. The people inside explain about protecting the the canyon. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. (laughs) Something about the guy goes in and he explores the cat the cavern and he can't find the bottom and he thinks it goes on forever then they finally get what they came for and the guy and the lady they give everyone it's raining outside they say you want some trash bags and they all put on trash bags you just do that again you want some trash you want some trash bags <laughs> <laughs> But, oh, that's funny. That's that's what they say, and they they are like, oh, I, I accept your trash bag offer, thank you. Just because, just just because. Yeah, and they put on. It's raining outside, so oh, it's raining. They put like wet. Yeah. They put the trash bags on. So then, when they exit the place, Zach Braff turns around and says to the man, "Good luck exploring the infinite abyss." And the guy says back, "You too." Damn it. Shut the fuck up, movie. God. It's digging deep, this movie. It's really going God deep. God damn it. Zach Braff then climbs on top of an old busted crane and he screams at the sky, much like I just did. <laughs> and then. Natalie Portman joins him, and Mark joins them, and they all scream, and then Zach Braff turns, and him and Natalie Portman, they kiss for the oh, first time. Yeah, that's, that's in nice. the rain, on top of a crane, while this grave digger stands there and why, watches why them. Did, why did they scream? Because life, man. Life. Sometimes you just gotta let it all out, brother. It's true. It's true. <laughs> fuck me. So he takes Mark home. And Mark finally hands over what they went out uh, adventuring for. It's a necklace that Mark stole off of Zach Braff's dead mom. <laughs> He's giving him the necklace back. It was her favorite necklace, you see. I'm on the edge with Mark right now. I'm, I'm, right, I'm right at the edge. So, <laughs> he, he's a grave robber. Yep. He deals in nitrous, mm-hmm. which I'm still not sure why. Yeah. He's friends with these dudes who own a boat. Mm-hmm. On a quarry, yeah, and he's a he's a grave robber. Yeah, did I mention that already? Yeah, I don't know. Did you? What does he do? What's his deal? What's he? What's he? I mean, he robs graves and acts a fool. Could be a cool movie. Yeah, <laughs> let's see that movie. Mark the grave robber coming soon from Zach Braff. Next, Zach Braff and Zoe. What's her name? Zach Natalie Braff Portman. and Natalie Portman. I must have Zoe Dashanel. <laughs> I don't, you would have, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Natalie Portman, Zach Braff, they're sitting in the tub where Zach Braff's mom died. <laughs> and Zach Braff is talking about how his mom let him blow his nose into her sleeve. Would you time. get a would you get a different tub? <laughs> if you're I get a different fucking house, bro. <laughs> That'd be about it for me. Like, this place is haunted. He tells this story, my mom let me blow my nose into her sleeve when I was a kid, and that's what love is, being able to snot on other people, I guess. 
Garf. And Zach Braff finally... Say Garf. 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 <laughs> Zach Braff finally cries a little bit, and they catch the tear in a little Dixie cup. No. <laughs> I said, motherfucker, I wish... Did they really do that? I wish I, I could... I don't remember that. I wish I could just stop. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could just quit you. <laughs> in all actuality, this man's body should be giving up on him without his medications. He should be pissing and shitting, well, and he's just tears a, should he's be flying li- out of his eyes. He's a little out of his mind. I mean, he's got to be he should, crazy if he he's off be, his meds. He should be he all... 12 meds, he said, they said, there right? Could have, blood should be coming out of his pores at this point. But instead of that happening, they fuck. Whoop. In mom's tub. Garuga. Oh. <laughs> I think they cleaned it. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh. yeah, that would be... <laughs> Not pleasant. <laughs> I feel so close to you now, Mom. Oh, God. Zach Braff then goes in. It's the middle of the fucking night, I guess. And he has a, he finally has a chat with his dad about their feelings. And Oh, that's right. He was supposed to talk to his dad. Yeah, and it's a real cheer, tear jerker. And he says to his dad, who his dad is his psychiatrist as well. They said that at some point. He's like, is it weird that I fucked some girl in my mom's tub that she killed herself in? Dad? (laughs) He says to him, Mm. direct quote, all I want is for you to be okay for me to feel something again. Even if it's pain. (laughs) And I take the DVD out of the DVD player and I put it in the toilet and flush (laughs) it. Oh, fucking shut up. Shut up with this. For fuck's sake. He then reaches out and he puts his hand on his dad's heart and says some bullshit. But really, it just looks like he's getting ready to fucking rip his heart out like Temple of Doom. (laughs) Kalibar, shock today. (laughs) He's just going to reach in and pull that fucker out. And that's the end of Dad's story, I guess. Yeah. He just, he just, we just ended Mark. We ended Dad. He just goes outside and walks away. Yeah. And that's the end of it. He's just like, I, I wish you had feelings like I have feelings. Because everyone needs feelings, Dad. Do you think his dad doesn't have any feelings? Suck my dick. Uh, <laughs> no, I think his dad's like just trying to figure out what the fuck is wrong with his idiot kid. What every dad experiences, I imagine. <laughs> I know my dad's like, I don't know. I don't know what he does. <laughs> he's listening to this right now and yeah. he's like I don't this yeah. kid I don't even know what he's talking know. about I don't know where he came from <laughs> <laughs> so next we're at the airport Zach Braff and Natalie Portman are finally saying their goodbyes and I'm stoked because I know this bullfuckery is about to end it's gotta be close and she's crying and saying you're never gonna come back and he says I just need to go work on myself where's he going he's going back to LA to work at where the he v- lives to work at the Vietnamese restaurant yes so like I gotta, I gotta work on myself, and I've already been in Dem Jeans. So, see you around. Dem Jeans, another Dem, band, get, another band name. <laughs> they get in Dem Jeans. <laughs> so they go their separate ways, only for Zach Braff to come back like two minutes later. And then he finds her. She's crying in a fucking phone booth. Phone booths were something, kids. They don't she's exist the phone, anymore. She's in a phone booth. <laughs> she's in a phone booth. What? She's changing into her Superman what, outfit. What decade did this movie come out? <laughs> it was like that cusp, you know, right in the early two thousands when technology was just about to take a turn, and we were about to lose things like phone booths. Ugh. But anyway, Zach Braff comes back and he's like, "I don't need time to work with myself. I just want to be with you." And they cry and they hug and 
that's the end. That's the end of the movie. And I'm like, so is she going to move to L.A. or is he moving back to Jersey? You guys have known each other for four days and you're going to make these huge life decisions. Does this movie end with Mm. her in a phone booth? It ends with them standing outside of a phone booth in an airport kissing and crying. JFK, yeah. I think they're in Newark, Newark International, Mm. not JFK. Sorry. So... And that's the end of Garden State. Do you think there's a Do you think there's a flight that goes from New York, Newark to New Jer- to L.A.? Oh yeah, most certainly. It's a big airport. This is where we are right now. <laughs> yeah, Garden State. We're I've flown about, I've flown Seattle about, to Newark. Really, New- Newark's that big? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You didn't have to go like through like Dallas or or nope. sorry Atlanta. Straight through Atlanta Straight or Chicago. Straight through to Newark. Newark's got more flights out than uh, Philly. You mean, you mean Newark? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever you want to say. But yeah, that's the end of the movie. What do you have to say about this shitty movie? I don't, I, I don't know. I thought you, at the beginning, you said, oh, it's pretty good. Is it? No. Did yeah. I? Did I? Yeah. You would go to the tape for that one. Yeah, you'll listen to it pretty soon. I, it, had to, it had to have affected someone, like, right? Because it got a bunch of awards, like, yeah, and, I and know. it did really well. So it had to be effective to someone. But. I know plenty of people that are like, oh, Garden State, it's so good. And I'm just like, I felt nothing. I think, okay, I think I liked it for a, for a minute. I was like, oh, yeah, it's all right. I like the music and stuff like that. But then it kind of like, the more I thought about it, the more it was like, eh, just didn't like it. Yeah. Just seemed a little, it tried really hard mm-hmm. and it seemed a little empty. Yep. It was a whole hour and 42 minutes of nothing. Wow. That's a long movie. It just went on and on. Did he, he didn't make another movie, did he? I'm pretty sure he's made quite a few by now. Get Zach on Braff. that fucking computer. I want to know what else he's directed and written. He's got a TV show now. Oh, yeah? Scrubs? No. <laughs> I wish Scrubs would come back. Oh, yeah. He did have that other movie he did. What was it called? Wish It Was Here. Ah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> did he, was that it? He just did Garden State and whatever you just said? Wish I Was Here? Sure. He did some TV stuff. He, he, he directed some episodes of uh, Scrubs. And he's directing some episodes of his new show, Alex Inc. I don't want no scrubs. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no scrubs. <laughs> Scrub is a guy who can't get no love from me. <laughs> <laughs> he also did a remake of Going in Style. Of what? With Michael Caine and Alan Arkin and Morgan Freeman. I don't know what that is. Going in Style is a movie about some old dudes who uh, rob a bank. Oh. Old guys, because they get, you know, shorted down there yeah, on their, on their um, Medicaid or something yeah. or whatever. I think originally it was True like... story, I It's guess. like George Burns, right? <laughs> 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 they, voted, it, they voted for Trump, and then he takes their Medicaid away. Is it Yes, now? that's a is real this, story. Is this happening now? <laughs> Somewhere in America, that exact situation is happening. <laughs> the worst thing about it is they voted for him. And yes. And then that's what happens. Yeah, he's just doing, you know, just, sounds like he's a director for hire. I mean, he's doing TV work, and he's got a TV gig. I don't dislike Zach Braff. I don't think he's a bad person or whatever. But I'm sure he really cares. <laughs> I'm sure he's like, I can't believe you didn't like Garden State. Yeah, I just hate this fucking movie. Sorry. <laughs> I do. I hate this movie. And you watched like, it. You watched it yesterday. I so. watched it yesterday yeah. for the first time in my life. I made it all the way through it, and, and I fucking it, hated it. it. Do, I fucking hated it. It didn't do anything for you. I fucking hate it. Do you think? I hate it. Do you think it was one of those films where uh, it start? It creates a trend, and so when you go back and watch that that film that created the whole trend that you've seen a million times, it just it just pisses you off because you're like, fuck, I've seen that a million times, but it actually was the one that started it. I mean, I hated it when it came out. 
That's true. That's true. <laughs> I watched That's true. the first twenty minutes of it when it came out and couldn't couldn't do it. And then yeah, I've seen a bunch of movies just like it over the years. And going back to look at the granddaddy of them all. Because they didn't really do anything in the movie. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing fucking happened. Better TV show? No. It's better not existing. It's better not being anything ever, 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 ever in life. Got it. <laughs> you didn't like Garden State? No. <laughs> Appreciate it. 